another informational resource from UK Healthcare. This is UK HealthCast, featuring conversations with our physicians and other healthcare providers. Here's Melanie Cole. According to the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons, osteoarthritis is one of the leading causes of disability in the United States. It develops slowly and the pain it can cause worsens over time. Although there's no cure for osteoarthritis, there are many treatment options available to help people manage pain and stay active. When oral medications do not relieve pain, but you're not to the point of pursuing surgery, ultrasound-guided injections may help. My guest today is Dr. Kyle Smoot. He's a primary care sports medicine physician at UK Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. Welcome to the show, Dr. Smoot. So what are some of the most common injuries and things that you see that cause people pain? Why do they come to see you? Thanks for having me. Uh, Folks come to see me for a variety of reasons, uh, including acute injuries that they've suffered uh, while trying to be active uh, with their sport of choice, whether that be running or playing club sports or any organized sport. And other folks come to see me uh, because uh, gradually come on doing a variety of activities, including just their activities of daily living and activities um, involved uh, with their work. And that uh, gradual onset of pain is often what we see in the in the cases of folks with osteoarthritis. So what, what do you tell people generally is the first line of defense? If they're trying NSAIDs or ICE or any of those kinds of things, do you like them to try those things first? Absolutely. I think the first line, uh, if you uh, follow the national and international guidelines, include um, acetaminophen or Tylenol first and NSAIDs as well as physical therapy certainly has a role building strength and in the right muscle groups, depending on where you have uh, and where you suffer osteoarthritis is certainly uh, first line of treatment. So then when would it come to injections? And tell us about the different kinds that are available out there. And really, what do they do for us? Well, there's several uh, injections uh, indicated for uh, osteoarthritis. And I think to speak to the first part of your question is when does someone become a good candidate to consider the injection? I think the better better candidates or best candidates uh, for um, injections are folks that have tried uh, at least two oral medicines uh, and continue to have pain that limit either their desired activities or um, activities that they have to do or required to do uh, in order to work. Uh, physical therapy should be involved uh, at some point, either before, during, or uh, after, and ongoing as someone is considering an injection. Secondly, there's several injections available. One is called visco-supplementation. It's, uh, that's the general term, but it's several medications that are synthetic and made in the lab. Uh, medicine, just like we would prescribe by mouth, but it is uh, in uh, injectable form that we can inject directly into different joints that has some evidence to support improved pain and function in folks with osteoarthritis. Another injection we commonly uh, offer is corticosteroid, which uh, also has um, been used for a much longer period of time uh, and a lot of data supporting corticosteroids as the treatment option for folks with osteoarthritis in various areas of the body. 
So before we get into the visco supplementation, let's talk about cortisone first, because as you said, it's been studied, been around a while, people have heard of it. So how long does it work? How long does it take to work? And how often can somebody get a cortisone injection? A good question. Uh, I, I, I'm often asked that question by, by patients. And uh, unfortunately, I don't have a good answer uh, because people have uh, various responses to corticosteroid injections. Some of our better studies tell us that it really only um, can give you benefit for a couple of weeks. But several patients uh, consistently tell us that they um, get a corticosteroid injection and they don't need another injection for several months, sometimes years. And um, it also depends on how far along they are in the progression of their osteoarthritis, I believe, and how long uh, they'll get benefit. One thing that I'm finding in my own practice is that uh, many of our injections we do just there in the office without ultrasound guidance, but uh, in folks that are starting to see a shortened duration of benefit and offering ultrasound guidance as a second-line uh, injection, they're seeing benefit that lasts a longer duration, a longer period of time. What's the difference? Well, I think what we know from uh, the literature is that we're more accurate uh, with the injection. Even our highly trained uh, specialists uh, that do these injections, uh, we find um, uh, sometimes don't get directly in the, in the target uh, joint or target tissue when we do uh, injections in the office, in the office. Uh, without ultrasound guidance, we often refer to these as palpation-guided uh, injections, where we palpate the patient and uh, palpate the patient's anatomy and then direct the needle based on that palpation. With ultrasound guidance, we're able to accurately uh, visualize the target structure. For example, if we're doing a hip joint or a knee joint injection, we can actually visualize that joint and confirm with um, 100% accuracy that we can, when we can see that needle tip in the joint, we know that we're, we are in the right spot. And I think that that's the difference in why we're seeing folks benefit from ultrasound-guided injections for a longer duration uh, of time. So, Dr. Smoot, is there, does insurance recognize the ultrasound-guided injection? Is there a difference there? Uh, there is. There's a separate uh, billing code um, to insurance uh, um, carriers that recognize the ultrasound-guided uh, injection. And the, there's tip, they're typically bundled, so there's one code for most of the injections that we offer. So now speak about hyaluronic acid, because people don't really know what this is, the visco supplementation. What is the difference between that and cortisone? So the cortisone is an, an anti-inflammatory effect and mechanism, and there is certainly uh, an anti-inflammatory mechanism uh, with the hyaluronic acid uh, medication uh, or visco supplementation. I use those terms interchangeably. Uh, but in addition, at a molecular level, they form um, a molecular barrier within the joint uh, to help protect 
the joints. And I'd usually describe it to patients as a liquid cushioning uh, inside the joint, uh, in addition to the the smaller anti-inflammatory effect that we feel that these medicines have. So if somebody is getting one of these injections for the first time, do you see in your experience that it works best that first time and then gradually over time doesn't work quite as well, or is that a myth? With corticosteroid, I think that um, I've seen enough patients that uh, over the course of time that the the effect of the corticosteroid injection uh, certainly does wane over time. Um, I think this the same could be said for the viscosupplementation, but we don't know if that has anything to do with the medicine just not working as well as it does as with patients just have progression of their osteoarthritis as they continue uh, to try to be uh, active in whatever they might be active doing. Dr. Smoot, do you think or do you tell patients or do they ask you if using injections is just really delaying inevitable surgery? I usually have a frank conversation uh, with patients that the injections we have available now are considered a, a bridge to surgery, but it also gives, uh, gives patients options in planning surgery, uh, saving off surgery for a month to two years, and um, gives patients that flexibility to plan um, a procedure to have, for example, a, a knee replacement or a joint replacement surgery when it fits uh, their life a little better than um, uh, the, the current, uh, their current circumstances might have them. And what do you like them to do after an ultrasound guided injection? Do they do they get to use that joint? Do you want them to not use it for a couple of days to kind of let it sink in? Is that another myth? Uh, that's a good question. I typically recommend that people take it easy for five days. It doesn't mean that they can't work or um, uh, they can't uh, leave the house for five days, but I typically don't have them do anything strenuous for five days. That would be my recommendation to allow the injection uh, to settle in. Some patients are a little sore, in the, particularly in the first 24 to 72 hours after an injection, whether it be corticosteroid or hyaluronic acid injection. And to help reduce the infection risk, which is quite low, but uh, we, we want to reduce that risk as low as we can, I typically tell patients, uh, to not submerse the joint or the area that we injected for at least five days to help reduce that risk. After that five-day period, patients can gradually get back into uh, anything that they were uh, capable of doing before the injection or trying things that uh, they'd like to do that perhaps they previously weren't able to do because of their pain. So wrap it up for us, Dr. Smoot, with your best advice about osteoarthritis, pain in people's joints that would cause them to come see you, and when you might consider using ultrasound-guided injections to help them. Well, I think uh, ultrasound guidance is something that uh, is uh, I'm happy to offer to patients that have an interest. And some patients come in, uh, and they want all of their injections done from the get-go from um, uh, 
uh, from the time that I meet them. And, and I certainly understand that because we know that we're more accurate with ultrasound guidance, and that makes sense to me. But as folks come in, we usually offer them palpation-guided injections in the traditional sense. And if they start to report to us a shorter duration of benefit, then we typically offer them an ultrasound-guided procedure prior to offering them consultation with one of our surgeons um, to see if we can sustain that uh, prolonged benefit with better accuracy of the placement of the needle. I'll also say for those patients interested in viscosupplementation or hyaluronic acid, that if if we don't place those substances directly into the joint, that there is an associated flare and pain uh, that patients can experience. And uh, so I do think that there's a role for ultrasound-guided injections for viscosupplementation because of that concern. Thank you so much, Dr. Smoot, for being with us today. To schedule an appointment with Dr. Smoot or another sports medicine physician at UK Healthcare, please call 859-218-3131. That's 859-218-3131. This is UK HealthCast with the University of Kentucky HealthCare. For more information, you can go to ukhealthcare.uky.edu. That's ukhealthcare.uky.edu. I'm Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.